Uh, what are you looking at there, Chief? You downloaded us. You found us. You downloaded us. We will not be responsible for any offense taken because you're the one that did it, not us. Especially for this episode. Exactly right, Jason Harrell, who is in the house, by the the way. My name is Darian. I have returned yet again. Jason, what's up, my man? Uh, Freezing my ass off. Winter is bullshit. And it's not stopping, dude. It just won't quit. It won't. It really gets in the way of me doing... Well, nothing. well, you weren't going to leave the house. Let's be honest. Anyway, so. But still, those basketball shorts are not holding up the way they should. <laughs> They're not. There needs to be some thin slate on we, these things. We might need to get you some sweatpants, big guy. <laughs> I've got them. I hate them. I worry about you, you know? You well, gotta... I'm working my way up to full nudity. Okay. Winter be damned. Well, you know, once spring hits, you can, you can at least shorten the basketball shorts. <laughs> I can. <laughs> Right on, man. How's things going? Going pretty good. Yeah? Uh, spending my uh, free time mostly moving secondhand goods from one one location to the next. I get that. Yeah. Uh, clearing out the storage units just to move them into my own garage. I love that about you. Uh, just making it through the day and freezing in the process. So, we, we, we bought the storage unit. We figure upwards of 10,000 DVDs. About uh, how many of those have been... Have been uh, moved so far. Uh, that would be zero at this Zero. Time. Yes. Okay, so we are still cracking the <laughs> yeah. tip of the iceberg. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just making sure. Yeah, I've, um, I've moved some stuff around, but uh, the DVDs are still where they were. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so really, other than moving stuff from one side of the storage one thing side to the next to the other, yeah. we haven't really accomplished a whole lot. It, 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 it's a real life gigantic. Uh, Tetris game. I get that. Yeah, yeah I get that. It's moving from one point to the next just so you can slide another yeah. row, row out. And on top of that, it goes all the way to the ceiling, yes. too. Most of, most of the DVD stacks go all the way up to the top. I would hate to think if they weren't so neatly in crates. Yeah. Like, that that's the saving grace of the whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, dude. If they were just in garbage bags yeah, or some shit like fuck that. that. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> I'm not going to bid on 25 garbage bags. No, <laughs> no. way. Mystery bags. I don't think so, sir. What's new with you? Not a thing. Also freezing my ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it, dude. See, and Just, and without basketball shorts, I'm still yeah. No. So you know, no, I who go, cares? I go cargo pants because <laughs> apparently I think I'm Indiana Jones or something. <laughs> I mean, you just I, need a nice little satchel. Yeah, my my middle name is Eddie Bauer. Yeah. So, <laughs> Darian Eddie Bauer Brock. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> 
That's about it, dude. I can't. I'm done with this, dude. Every time we'll get like 14 minutes of sunshine, mm-hmm. and we'll all be like, "Oh, okay, we're done." And then we go outside, and everything's cool. And then we look to the to the east or the west, and we see the clouds creeping in. And then here it comes again. Yep. Damn. E- even if it's just like flurries, uh, yeah. shit turns into just solid ice. You know, yeah, of course. By and six then, o'clock. Yeah, and then the sun goes down, and then after that, you're yeah. just going down a hill sideways, pretty much. I'm done with it, man. I'm Me dying. too. I need to put some board. I need to put. I I own some basketball shorts, Jason. Yeah. I need to put them on. You I'm scared do. to. Yeah. Flip flops. I got it all. Darian acts like I'm, I'm like going through all of winter in basketball shorts. I literally walk to a truck and then walk from <laughs> truck to a house. <laughs> like but, it's twenty feet of winter. Right, but that's the extent of your out your outgoing your yeah. outage. And that's all I need. <laughs> Why put pants on for that? I mean, exactly. You're just coming over here. You're lucky I'm dressed at all. <laughs> I'm telling you. One of these days you're going to show up in a bathrobe. <laughs> all right, Jason. Jesus. You're lazy enough as it is. Well, I'll tell you what, my friend. We got the usual shenanigans to get into here. We got horror news, listener mail, all of that stuff. All I that say good stuff. we kick it off with a little of the old horror news. horror news you got anything there big fella one thing what's that i don't know if everybody is aware um so cinemark had came out with these uh or ghost face uh popcorn buckets and then these little beverage buddies Mm -hmm. and uh just completely sold out i mean they were hitting like the eBay market for big, big money. So yeah. they had such popularity. They actually have released a pre-order online okay. where, you, where they're going to do another wave and they'll just ship them right to you. Nice. So uh, the they the sale closes at uh, let's see March seventeenth. Uh, you can go to cinemark.com and find that uh, they've got the popcorn bucket. It's like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and then they've got a, a two pack of the the drink. Uh, things of ghost face um they're like 20 bucks or so 20 okay. 23.99 very cool yep i've got my um beverage buddies pre-ordered i was gonna say i know you already got them yeah right? i I, pre- I picked up the bucket but uh they were just sold out of those little beverage buddies everywhere yeah, yeah. i'm sure they went quick yeah dude the the marketing campaign behind scream six mm-hmm. is getting a little ridiculous <laughs> i mean come on there's one where like he shows up um He's it's been- just a random ghost face in like some like random T- icy tundra, yeah. Like on a random camera. city streets, yeah. He'll just pop up, and then people will take a bunch of pictures, and then he'll vanish. Yep, ridiculous. This be- this movie better not suck, Jason. It'll be. It'll probably mediocre. Suck. <laughs> It'll probably suck. Is that all you got, man? That's it, man. Alrighty. Uh, McFarland Toys is bringing back the Movie Maniacs line. Nice. I had a couple of these. Yeah. Uh, my wife used to buy them for me. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty ornate. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm not a toy guy anymore. Yeah. You know, I found my one line of toys. My sexy horror chicks. Right. They're like 130 bucks a piece. Yeah. If you get them right when they come out. If you wait, they can shoot up to like seven, eight hundred. Mm-hmm. Or you can find like weird knockoffs on yeah. the, on the Wish app. But uh, I, I'm not doing the toys anymore, dude. 
I'm not. Yeah, I had my heyday with it. Um, very rare that I'll pick up a an action figure. Yeah. The last ones are the most recent ones were the Dungeons and Dragons figures. Well, of course. And that's mostly because one of the chicks has a little thigh meat showing. So. <laughs> <laughs> you are the KFC <laughs> of action figure ladies. Always looking for that thigh meat. You that's know. right. Right on, dude. Uh, looks like Marvel is launching 20th Century Studio Banner. Uh, that is going to be like their uh, not superhero comic line. Mm-hmm. So they're going to start it off with an Alien comic series and a Predator comic series. So that's something to look forward to. Didn't uh, they do that in the past? They have before. But it, it always got kind of uh, swaddled in with the, re- the rest of the MCU. You okay. would see Daredevil pop up here and there or the Punisher or somebody mm-hmm. else. But now this is going to be their strict... Um, it, they're not calling it a horror line. They're calling it like an action situation. But I, you know, I got high hopes for it because I always wanted to see what would uh, my 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 nerd boner would always be RoboCop versus Terminator. Hmm. That's the fight I want to see. Yeah. If I can't see that fight, then I want to see Blade versus Riddick. Hmm. Okay. And um, oh, that's Blade all the way. You think so? Oh yeah. I don't know. Riddick's know. just a dude. Oh, he's got the the eyeball thing though, where you can see in the dark. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? One guy's a vampire. I'm oh, pretty wait, sure he's half. Got... He's half a vampire. That's true. So there's <laughs> he, that. He can see in a milky dusk. That's what it is. He's got to wear those sunglasses and talk shit all the time. Uh, anyway, I'm kind of pumped for that. Um, what else we got here? Amazon Studios has announced Medusa, a full length, uh, what they're calling a action adventure feature. Hmm. Uh, wrapped around the care the original Medusa mythos, mm-hmm. so that'll be cool. I'm sure she's going to be hot, and she'll probably be black. So there's that. <laughs> Not that it makes a difference, although Medusa was Greek, so you would think. Anyway, um, you can now get a. Oh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of uh, ridiculous marketing campaigns, yes, you can get a personalized phone call from Ghostface. Oh well, thank heavens for that. Exactly right, sir. You just go to helloghostface.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's as far as I went. Hello, Darian. Hey, Jason. <laughs> Hello, nutsack. <laughs> Hello, fag piper. <laughs> yeah, you would just have to like put dipshit words in. <laughs> That's all you gotta do. I would just do it over and over and over. With oh, you. yeah. Same phone number. Hello, cornhole. <laughs> Hello, chode scrubber. <laughs> Hello, jizz gurgling cum monkey. <laughs> Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, ImmatureGhostface.com is yes. what it'll be. Uh, it's, I mean, it would be fun. I just don't care. They're really pushing the shit out of Scream 6. They don't need to. I mean... I mean, everybody who would see it is going to see if it. If you're in, you're in. You know? I mean, at this point, they're just cutting into their profit margin. I think so. I mean, we would have all went and saw it they're without pro- all of the horse shit. Right, but they're probably making a killing on these stupid buckets and... Drink that is true. It so, set me back a hundred. So. There, there, there it is. <laughs> they just made that money back. Lastly, here's something I'm kind of excited for. Dead by Daylight movie in the works. Mm-hmm. Jason Harrell. Um, is there enough meat on the bone with that game to make a movie? So if they want to go, if you want to go deep down the rabbit hole and get into the unlockables and the, the backstories of the different characters, there is like an actual storyline there. Mm-hmm. It has to do with them being put into this 
uh, dark dimension and these other things being put in there with them. Uh, one, the, the, the killer faction has like a need for vengeance mm-hmm. and the survivor faction has a need for redemption and thus they just compete in this never-ending cycle okay. over and over and over again. And yeah, so they could flesh that out. They could if they really wanted to. They're going to wreck it. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Well, Bloomhouse and James Wan attached, mm-hmm. so maybe they can... I, maybe a franchise. Bob Bloomhouse loves themselves a franchise, and if they make thirty-five cents on this, there will be a Dead by Daylight too. Yeah, I wonder how limited they are as far as their characters. I would imagine that they would. They probably have only or specifically licensed mainstream horror icons sure. for the game right. only. Yeah, I doubt they could pull those. You know, throw a Michael Myers in there. No, uh, Demogorgon. No way. Oh, is there a Demogorgon in the, the game, Demogorgon too? Demogorgon is in the game, oh, along with uh, Steve Harrington and Nancy Wheeler. You got uh, Leatherface in there, right? Leatherface, Pyramid Head, Pinhead, Samara. Yeah, um, nice. Goddamn, who else? Uh, I uh, mean, imagine if they didn't have that limitation. I mean, that would be super, that be a, badass. That could be a bad shit, crazy movie. Fucking A. It'd be yeah. like uh, Cabin in the Woods. Well, obviously, you're not going to put them all in the same movie. Unless it's just like Leatherface runs by real quick or some shit like that. Right. But, uh, yeah, I am definitely going to check it out. I'm a fanboy for Dead by Daylight. And uh, either way, I mean, even if it sucks, it'll still be cool to oh, see. Oh, I'm still going to watch the shit out of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, some of these characters. That's all I got on the horror news, amigo. You ready I, for some listener mail? You betcha. I don't know if I am, Jason. I think you are. I don't know if I'm ready to fall in love again, Jason Harrell. Just to be hurt. So badly. (laughs) Listener mail. We got emails and voicemails and the whole goddamn smorgasbord here. Let's start things off in Sydney, Australia. Here comes team... Uh, subject line. The subject line is not available this time, okay, Darian? Take it fucking easy, champ. <laughs> wow. Such hostility, Tim. Hey, what's up, legends? How's things this week? Before I speak about horror things, I want to just congratulate you on your incredible attempt at an Australian accent. <laughs> I laugh my ass off and would love to hear an entire episode of you doing the accent. Oh, boy, would that hurt. Oh, God. I don't, I don't <laughs> know if be, I have enough alcohol. That would be brutal. I will try the rest <clears throat> of this email, though. Three on a meat hook. Prequels. <laughs> Number three, The Thing. Call it what you will, but I enjoy it. Number two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The beginning. I absolutely love Thomas Hewitt, and this film just works for me. Number one, Prey. 2022. Easily the best prequel ever made. That's all for me this week. Hope you all are having good and happy. Love you long time, Tim. <laughs> I think that last part got screwed up. <laughs> <Yeah>. We'll <laughs> catch you in half a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> you betcha there, Tim. Right on, buddy. Thanks for writing in. Um, the thing, uh, did you ever see the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning? The yes. The pre- prequel to the remake? Mm-hmm. At some point. Not not, not my favorite. Doesn't stick out in my head at all. Uh, the problem I had, it's not bad. And it's the, the Hewitts instead of the Sawyers, which I kind of dug. But... Um, the problem I had is that they had to have like an answer for every single minute little detail that was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. 
Okay. Uh, R. Lee Emery getting his teeth knocked out. Um, that guy in the wheelchair losing his legs. All the damage to the house. Every single thing. I yeah, felt that like. really is a bit much. It's it's a lot to be accounted for. Right on, Tim. Yeah, I mean, Thanks, you could Raiden. easily just chalk up teeth loss to uh, yeah, poor bad, hygiene bad and being hygiene. a backwoods fuck. Hey, <laughs> y'all seen my fucking toothpaste? There it is. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Right on, Tim. Uh, here comes from Burbank or Bakersfield, California. Here comes Tony. Subject line: Birdemic is the padded room podcast of horror movies. <laughs> oh, Tony! A fair assessment. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, sure. Greetings, padded room. Normally, I would feel bad for making someone watch a movie like Birdemic, but making Darian watch this movie does the exact opposite. It actually brings me joy. If Darian doesn't like this movie, that is too bad. I sat through it. Here are some of the notes that I wrote. Five minutes in, and this is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Why did it take you so long? I know, right? Uh, I'm not saying that I could make a good movie, but it would be better than this. He just gave a 50% discount, and it was a $1 million sale. Good question. 0% chance that girl would actually become a Victoria's Secret cover model. Guy says, I know a great Vietnamese restaurant, and then takes her to eat Thai food. That's a sound uh, assessment there, Tony. We are 40-plus minutes into the movie, and we finally see birds, and they are hovering in midair. (laughs) Yep. The Asian chick is wearing a T-shirt of the poster on the wall. Both look like they took about two seconds to make. Mm Mm-hmm. Dance party in an Irish pub. I want to know if you actually went to the website that's on uh, the shirt and the poster. I did not go there, but I did read about it, mm-hmm. and apparently it's Yoko Ono's website. Oh, for real? Yeah, hmm. so I'm already out. <laughs> you lost me at Yoko Ono. Uh, here come the birds. This is basically what Pearl Harbor was like, <laughs> except we know why planes explode. <laughs> why are the birds exploding? <laughs> yeah. Another fair assessment, Tony. Uh, more hovering birds. Actual quote, actual quote from the movie. There is dead people on the side of the road. Let's see if any are alive. Yep. Oh, you have to pee. It's okay. I'll cover you. Immediately get killed by a bird. <laughs> Did the bird shit on these people and it killed them? Why are they going into the forest where birds live? I think this hippie is wearing a wig. <laughs> Oh, that hippie was terrible. And there is no way we are going into his creepy treehouse. Even the killer birds everywhere, the kids are bitching about wanting Happy Meals. This would be my kids. I don't know how hard it is to make a movie, especially with what seems like very little in experience and resources. But I do know when I am in over my head. I feel like this guy really wanted to make something worth watching. It should have started with a 15-minute short. Not this full-length film. I could easily reduce the first 45 minutes down to about three. Also, watching this makes me feel bad for the movie makers that are 20 to 30% better than this guy. They make a bad movie, and it goes completely unnoticed, and they have to go back to selling insurance. This guy makes a movie that is so bad, people actually watch him more, and then he goes on to make a second and third one. That's 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 a good point, Tony. Immersion therapy. Sledgehammer. Fuck me, man. (laughs) I watched this right after watching Birdemic. I am done. Boy, that's a long day. That's a bad day, Tony. (laughs) 
I really need to space out the really bad movies. Why is this called Sledgehammer? Don't say because the people are killed with the title weapon. I half watched this movie and counted like eight people die and barely half of them were killed with a sledgehammer. Three on a meat hook prequels. I struggled to come up with three that are worth watching that weren't already mentioned. Here's what I got. Number three, Dust Till Dong, The Hangman's Daughter. You ever see that one? Nope, I haven't. I haven't never seen it, though. It's not a bad <clears throat> show. It's uh, very Wild West. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, Ginger Snaps Back, The Beginning. That one doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Uh, same two girls, but now they're like in colonial times in a <laughs> fucking uh, stockade or whatever. Uh, one, Puppet Master 3, Toulon's Revenge. I know the timeline is fucked up in this movie, but whatever. I actually really like that That one. was actually pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, I think I hear a mountain lion. <laughs> better go back to my treehouse, Tony. <laughs> Tony, you better get your fucking ass in that treehouse, buddy. <laughs> I think I hear a mountain lion, so look, I'm going to get out of here. Arrar, arrar, Here comes the cowboy from right here in Reno, Nevada. Subject line, quick note. Evening padded padded room. Hope everyone is doing well and made it in tonight. Really quick note as work is still crazy thanks to the storms. Got a chance to watch Megan. Fun movie and I'm going to try to get my kids to watch. That's all I got this week. Forgot what the meat hook was and didn't have time to think about what educate is. Hope everyone has a great, great week. Catch you on the flip, cowboy. Right on, cowboy. Thanks for writing in, dude. We got some voicemails here, Jason Harrell. Yay. All right, Jables, these first two came in from uh, our old friend Tom Hardy, but they came in in the middle of last week's show. Oh, okay. So we're going to play him now, see what he had to say last week. Hey, yo! Patty Room, how's my favorite degenerate good. this week? So far, so good. I hope everybody's doing well. I can't believe I missed calling in last week. And this When week. I knew it was Chernobyl Diaries. And Damn you! God, I don't know if I'm going to make it before you record it this no, week, not. but uh, class of Newcomb High. You Come got on, it. You got to you got to give this one to me, even if you do post. I mean, I haven't posted this the show yet, so it's true. This comes in under the wire. Come I on, agree. Go ahead and give it to me. Absolutely. Well, anyway, look, uh, I did want to get in on the meat hooks, yeah. but I got to address last week's meat hooks. Okay. Home invasion flicks. Yeah. What do you think? Darian. Huh. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Why not? We're just going to let you get away with that. Night of the Living Dead. Home invasion. They're flicks. trying to invade a right, home, then, are they not? Uh, yeah. yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> For my uh, top three home invasion flicks, you know, we'll go with The People Under the Stairs, uh, Spookies, and Night of the Demons, because, you know, imagine if you were them fucking demons. Sure. Life already sucks. You're condemned to hell. That would have been the high point of my year. But then these fucking jackasses come into your home, and they start partying, and... Taking their boobs out. There's a dude that's fucking got a pig nose. Yeah, and he snorts and he's great and says stupid shit, and then just as things are going to get good, and the hot goth chick is dancing, all of a sudden she gets possessed and it goes sideways. And come on, Darian, those aren't home invasion. Sure, Chris. they are. What about uh, huh. Hush and the Strangers? Hush, I got to say, one of my personal favorites, huh. and it's probably when I saw it, but when a stranger comes, calls back two. Oh, okay. Um, the second one had this really creepy ventriloquist. They're and always, he could they're do always this creepy. Human chameleon thing where he could be like against your wall, but he could paint himself to where it looked like he was part of the wall, so he was like totally blended in and you couldn't tell. Sure. Um, was that C. Thomas Howe? Yeah. 
I don't know. I, 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 I don't really, think I've ever seen it. I really love that one. I, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. Pride doesn't live up to it, but uh, fuck, man, that one, that one sucks. Anyway, I'm sorry. Right on. on. To, uh, this week's Meat Hook. Prequels. And we're looking for, you know, top three kills. Or, oh, top three uh, kills. You're a week behind. I don't even know if you can say top three or okay. best kills. Your favorite I don't three. know, man. There's just so many good ones. It's true. Um, so I'm just going to point out a couple that really stuck with me, you know. Okay. Elm Street 3, um, the mm. Puppet Master scene. Oh, yeah. Joe, uh, not Slices Joey. the guy down the, you know, pulls forearms and down his legs and pulls the pulls his, his uh, veins, out. veins out. And he's controlling them like a little puppet on that. Man, that one really stuck with me. That's and, a good one. And one of the things I really loved about it... Uh, it really solidified the the myth of, you know, GP, as he is wont to do. G to the motherfucking P, homeboy. Called back. G motherfucking P. Hell yeah! Oh, hell yeah! Sorry. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, it's uh, it just really solidified the myth that these kids are killing themselves. Uh, and kind of. I don't know, in a weird way, kind of made the supernatural natural. Because sure. it's going to look like this in the natural world, but we all know what's going on. That one, is, I always always loved that one. Thought it's it was one of the better ones. Uh, my number one kill of all time, huh. no matter what, I, I don't think it'll ever be beat, is uh, Leatherface's first kill in the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. When he comes out of that shed, Mash the dude in the head with the fucking hammer, Whom? and the dude goes down, and his legs are just like fucking twitching. <laughs> drags him in, slams the damn thing shut. I don't know. That one's always been number one for yeah. me. That's just I get incredible. I, I don't think that'll ever be beat. Um, anyway, there was one last thing I, I really wanted to get into, and yeah. uh, to Darian, this is to come up. Uh, you know, you got your buddy there, Jason Harrell. He's telling you, hey, man, you got to check this slick out. It's really good. Of yeah, course. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll go do that, you know. Right. Yeah. So then he checks, Two hey, did you see that slick, you know? No, no way. No, I'll, 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 I'll take a look at it. You know, I'll, 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 I'll <laughs> definitely later. watch it, you know. No way. A few weeks go by. Hey, bro, you ever, you ever see that slick? Nope. Oh, you know, I was going to something <laughs> up, and then months go by. Pandemic. And then, like, a year later, <laughs> you go to him, and you say, Dude, you gotta check this lick out. It's really fucking cool. It's like, yeah, man, I've been telling you, you gotta see that shit. Yeah. But somebody says, hey, man, this is the biggest piece of shit I've ever seen, dude. This is fucking stay away. Oh, I'm gonna watch that this weekend. Oh, well, I gotta what check it out, and man. I don't mean just with you. That's, that's kind of everybody's like, oh, I gotta go see that. Piece well, yeah. Anyway, there was one other thing I wanted to get, get huh. to, but uh, I think I've just been droning on for a bit, so I will get back with you next week. Hope all is well. Love you, like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. Smooches. Smooches. Sorry we missed you last week, big guy. Yeah, uh, the the next one uh, that I look forward to you watching in a year and a half would mm. be would be Megan. Okay. So. Guess what tonight's immersion therapy is going to be? <laughs> it's going not, down. Not Megan. <laughs> it's going to be something completely stupid. <laughs> uh, right on, Tom Hardy. Here comes the main man in Alabama. Alan's in the house. Adam Room, what's up? What's up, Everybody's Alan? doing good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What am I looking at? I didn't really watch any horror this week, but okay. I did watch uh, the Lone Wolf and Cub movies. Hmm. Those are really good uh, samurai flicks from the 70s. Okay. 
Anyway, uh, Meat Hook. Number one's Prey. Yeah. Number two, I guess I'll go Leatherface. Sure. Number three, I don't know. I mean, I really can't think of any prequels that were just like super awesome or whatever. Damn, uh, and tough. Educating Mr. Darian, I do believe you're Cthulhu Mansion. Yeah, you got me. Uh, you that's that guy. He's always got me. Crushing man. it. Did you ever get around to Cthulhu Mansion? I'll do that after you watch Megan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Guess what next week's immersion therapy is? <laughs> Cthulhu <Nailed> Mansion. <laughs> Cthulhu Mansion, coming at you. All right. Uh, Tom Hardy called back for this week. Made it in on time. Here we go. Whoop. There he went. <laughs> Hey-yo! Hey-yo! Room. how's my favorite degenerates this week? We are alive. Oh, goodness, I hope you're doing well, and I hope I got in on time. You made it! Time, but, uh, hey, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. Hey, I just wanted to get in real quick, uh, you know, on the uh, hmm. meat hooks there with the prequels. What do you think of that? You know, I, I don't know. I'm trying hard to come up with a good... They're not all horror bad. prequel. That's yeah, a real good bad. one, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I just like fuck, man. I, I yeah, I think you're right. I think the the, the pan- paranormal activity okay. uh, three, I think three, it was, was a pretty one. good one. Yeah. The Ouija uh, origins of evil. That wasn't I bad, so you know. And um, that's what I heard. You know, I'm just going to use the Darien logic here for the okay, meat hook sure. and uh, say Hellraiser 2 because, or correction, Hellraiser 1 because that's a, that's a, that's a prequel to Hellraiser 2. All right. So, using Sarah the Darien the logic, logic, I think all I'm All right, in, wise right? guy. Anyway, hope all is well. Oh, do you want to huh. get one other thing real quick? A yeah. warning. Um, You're horny? So what are you looking <laughs> at? Okay. Uh, I did get to catch a flick finally. <laughs> What you got? got to catch Jaws uh, with the with the family. Oh, uh, very cool! For their first time viewing. Uh, nice. Like you know what? I had to I had to send a message off to our boy Tim. Man, just knowing he's such a fan about it, yeah. had to had to drop him a message. And then I did get to catch this other flip called Damon's Revenge. Damon's Revenge. It's on the uh, Amazon, I Who's believe. Damon? And not oh, not the best film. You you know you're gonna look at it. You know it's gonna be a. Uh, a low budget affair, um, but it looked like a slasher. It had a mask on there, and it kind of was. Okay, but just uh, there's a lot going on in this flick that's got nothing to do with the slasher. And I just kept thinking to myself, man, this is not a hard fucking formula. But they got like this, <laughs> this background story that had happened prior. They okay. got this. Uh, it's linked to some sort of organized crime going on. Oh, boy. And then the writing was pretty piss poor where, yeah. you know, the one girl, like, is super traumatized by events that had happened prior to. Okay. And then her friend is, like, like has masks that, like that and is fucking with her. And she's like, oh, I'm going to leave here. But in the next moment, they're, like, going to fuck. <laughs> and sure. then they're in, like, it was weird, man. All right, I'm back I, in. I, I totally say <laughs> stay away, but... God, I wish Miss Monica was here because you, you need to see the main girl. Oh, and no. just a heads up, the movie art yeah. doesn't do it justice. You need to you need to like see her. There's something wrong uh. with her face. <laughs> her oh, eyebrow. I don't know what fuck. it is. She's not ugly. <laughs> She's got a weird something. earlobe. GP, of course, called back. 
motherfucking P. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, I don't know what it is. She's not ugly. Okay. But there's something wrong with her face. And I think, I mean, we need Miss Monica to diagnose this. Okay. If you look at, like... Her IMDb pick, and you look at like the the her face is on the cover uh, of the. I was going to say video cover, but you know what I mean, like little, the movie yeah, poster cover. Yeah, it doesn't look weird, but like when you actually see her, and I think I figured it out. I think she's got like a football head, except <laughs> like not like vertical but horizontal. Okay. Stewie, and Stewie it, Griffin, it weirded me out the whole flick, and I'm just sitting there staring at. It. I kept thinking, God damn it. Miss Monica, where are you? We need to... I, this bitch needs to get diagnosed, and I'm sure she's the one to do it. I mean, she's not... Anyway, that's all I got. Hope all is well. Love you like family. Bye now. Love you too, Tom Hardy. You didn't tell us how the family liked Jaws. Um, so let us know that. Yeah, we need to know that. I just pulled up Damon's Revenge, and the main actress is Chelsea Vale. Now, her IMDb picks, she's not unattractive. Um, I could see where there is like a weird, um, I guess, unparalleled thing. Like her eyes are uneven a little bit. I'm not, I mean, she's not hideous by any means. You know what I'm saying? That is the tallest face I've ever seen on it's a, a human it's a, It's a very, I could see like, I don't know. I, I'm not saying she's ugly, but... There is something going on with her face. That is a very, that, yeah. That's a that's a long face. It's got some it's got some real estate on that face. Definitely, you know that you could sell advertising space or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, then look at the proportions of her on this one. Like yeah, like her face just looks longer than her whole body. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm sure she's a nice lady and a wonderful actress. Right on, man. That's all we got on the listener mail, Jason. You got anything for uh, Tim, Cowboy, Tony, Alan, or Tom Hardy? Yep. My penis. Okay. <laughs> I'll let you box that up and send it to him. <laughs> right on, dude. Let's, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do a little birdemic, shall let's we? Let's do a lot of birdemic. Oh, buddy. Oh, now you got a big payday with a big stock option, huh? Yeah, I earned it. All those big deals I did with NCT. And millions of dollars of revenues and sales. Well, you've done a great job, Rod. Meet Rod. Hi. A young software salesman on his way to achieving his Silicon Valley dream. Thinking about opening up a green tech company. Really? Meet Natalie, a beautiful young fashion model driven by passion. I remember you now. You were my English class. I was. Yeah. So how come you never made a pass at me in school? Throw true love into the equation, and anything is possible. I was wondering if we can keep in contact. Sure. How big was the sale? One million (laughs) dollars. In other news today, the population of polar bears is declining rapidly. Hi, my name is Jerry Owens. I'm from Solar Power Accessories. This morning, flocks of seagulls and crows were found dead in downtown San Jose along Highway 101. Hey, I thought I told you to stand back. These birds are contaminated. The crows and seagulls also caused an accident on Highway 101. Authorities are investigating the cause of their death. Rod, let's get out of here.
black birds, they're not the dangerous animal. It's a human species that's a dangerous, menacing, and terrifying animal. do something like that? Why, why would they just attack? I don't know. That's right, Jason Harrell. I kept my mic on just because I wanted to heckle it a little you bit. Should, as you should, as you should. It is definitely heckle-worthy. Possibly deserving of heckles. It is birdemic, ladies it and gentlemen. It sure as hell is. It can't be any more birdemic. From 2010, <laughs> Birdemic Shock and Terror is the official title. Written and directed by James Nguyen. This got 1.7 stars. I think this is a padded room low. I don't think we've gone any lower, even in the, the shock treatment days. Uh, stars, Alan Baugh, Whitney Moore, and... Tippi Hedren got a acting credit in this because one of her old movies was playing on a TV that was in a scene. Oh, really? So thus, oh, that is hilarious. Tippi Hedren yeah. is technically in the movie mm-hmm. somehow. This movie is not rated. They were trying to give it some star credit. I think they were <laughs> just threw threw her in there. Uh, God damn, man! This might be the worst movie ever made, in my humble opinion. The question, Jason, is, is it so bad it's good? What do you think? It, I believe that it has that, it, or excuse me, they can't go back on it. It had that potential. The problem with it is that it, it's just, it suffers from such horrible pacing that it makes it unbearable to watch. Like I was legitimately laughing hysterically at a lot of different parts. Oh, yeah. Um. But it became such a grind to get through yeah. that it did diminish that. Um, there is that. Uh, very heavy, heavy-handed with its messaging. Um, yeah, but <laughs> like it's such an epic fail at like trying to convince people <laughs> any of anything. No. These Save the Earth motherfuckers went through more plastic bottles than I can wrap my head around. <laughs> They single-handedly wiped out like a small country. Oh, I'm sure. Just yeah. in plastic bottles. Choked the hell out of some river somewhere. And I think the one guy was f- trying to fill up like an oil can I'm with sure. water. They were trying to get some water out of a creek. There's a lot of nonsense going on here, <laughs> my friend. So, it's awful. It's uh, it's just, all right. So, But I, I will say this. Huh. I woke up last night at 1 o'clock. Uh, couldn't fall back asleep. Start just farting around on the internet. I see that Severn Films is offering this one movie for like 20 bucks. So uh-huh. I start viewing their catalog and I'm now nah, I'm pushing up on 130 and I'm like, "Oh shit, it's Severn that has that Birdemic box set." Right. I am now the You <laughs> did it, did the you? proud You did it. pre-order owner. You son of a bitch. <laughs> of the lenticular box cover Birdemic trilogy. Is that the one with the flapping yes. legs? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I was ah. I was sold when I saw that he does a full commentary for each one. I'm like, I got to know what's in this guy's head. I do too. 
So and, I, I actually look forward to at least watching part one with him doing okay. commentary. I'm I'm very interested. <laughs> also, I, I need to know what's going on with this dude. Um, so basically, our movie starts with two young people falling in love. There's not a lot of actual story here, but because whoever edited this movie clearly didn't know what they were doing, we got a good, what, probably at least 35 minutes of just these people falling in love. Nonsensical, I mean, conversations that we didn't need to see. That just go on. And he's like, uh, oh, I was in school with you. She's like, oh, yeah, I don't remember. But then later on, she's like, so why didn't you ever hit on me in high school? Well, how do you know, dunce? You said you don't even recognize this fool. <laughs> the best part is we went to high school together. So where are you from? Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Clearly, whatever city that yeah. that school was in. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the, I, I don't know if... I don't know, man. I don't know if it's an editing fail, if it's a writing fail, if it's a... Uh, I mean, clearly these aren't really professional actors to begin with. Yeah. Uh, the cinematography didn't help them out at all. The, the special number, effects definitely didn't help anybody at all. What special effects? The number of times we saw Alan Baugh just staring blankly, waiting for his turn to say his lines. Wow, you look divine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And there was a lot of that. Yeah. I think probably the best performance in this movie came from the convenience store owner who probably actually did own that convenience <laughs> store but was just fed a couple of lines mm-hmm. for the film. We sell the gas for $100 gallon. Like, where, and, where are they filming this thing? It's all we have for $100. No more gas. Yeah. Okay. I'll pay it. <laughs> okay. Credit card, please. <laughs> Even though they said, like, all communications were down. Yeah, of course. Um, Whatever, dude. So we start with these two young people. Uh, We meet our our main character, Rod. He just happens upon a... That was the other thing, man. (laughs) The musical score. Every time Rod gets in his car, do 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 driving to work, driving to work, and do 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 even even the opening driving sequence was so long. Oh yeah, yeah, so long. It's like and nothing but dash cam view of like trees. Yeah, and poor driving. Um, but the the camera was also like tilted or positioned a little too far down. Oh yeah, so even that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> like even if even if you chopped that time in half, it was still horrible cinematography. And that's like eight minutes, dude. Yeah, that's, that's like a long eight stretch. minutes of just trees. Uh, you know, looking at a drive th- or a uh, rearview mirror as the cre- the opening credits are scrolling by. Oh, dude. All right. Anyway, he uh, goes to Half Moon Bay, California, which actually looks like a nice little town. Sure. And I would love to go there at some point for that pumpkin fest or whatever that Mm -hmm. was. That looked like a good time. Um, And he just happens into a diner where there is one random hot chick who gets up and leaves. And he creepily jumps out of his uh, uh, booth and chases her down. And we find out that they, I guess, went to high school together. That's his story. That's his story. And he convinces her of the same. Um, Her name is Natalie. She's pretty attractive. She's a model. (laughs) Although her modeling shoot takes place at a one-hour photo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Hey, they landed her Victoria's Secret. Somehow. um, 
Each they they exchange business cards. Uh, we hang out with Rod for a little bit. We get like another four minute montage of him driving to work. Mm-hmm. He gets out. He gets in his car. He drives. He pulls into a gas station. He pumps some gas. He hangs up the gas nozzle. Nozzle. Back in his car. Drives some more. Gets off on a freeway. Exit. Yeah, they made sure made sure to really like focus in or. or- Capture like the price of the gas. Yes, yeah, which is in California was four. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's average. That's about what it is today. So I don't, I don't know. know that what, was, I don't know what your message is. <laughs> supposed to be a special effect or something. <laughs> uh, he gets to work, and we find out he's got a, I guess, a sales gig with some uh, software deal. It involves him being in a cubicle with a headset on, mm-hmm. and he's like, one million dollars sold. Woo! Yeah, he told him 50% percent off. off. Like, you should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> you probably didn't get the green light for and that. And on top of that, there was something else, too, because he's like, yeah, okay, I'll throw that in, too. And I'm going to give you a 50% discount. One million dollars! I'm the best salesman ever. Woo! And then his loser friend comes up, and he's like, did you just make a sale? Yes. One million dollars. Oh, rock on, dude. Woo! <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Uh, his best friend is a guy named Rick. Uh, I think he's supposed to be like the horn dog loser of the yeah. group, but he seems all right, I guess. Um, <laughs> we get a quick dialogue between uh, Rod and Rick, and Rod is like, oh, I met this old high school friend. She's a model now. Oh, cool. Okay. Bye. Are you going to give it to her good? <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to sex her down? <laughs> Are you going to do sex things with her? <laughs> God. Oh, this is terrible. Uh, so from there, there's like, okay, so I'm going to jump past a lot of this just because I don't want to fucking go through it. But we cut to a double date between Rick and Rod, or Rick and Natalie and Rod, or Rick, Rick and his girlfriend Mia and Rod and Natalie. We find out that Mia and Natalie are actually best friends. To- yeah, just total happenstance. Of course. Yeah. Uh, fun fun fact for you: all the sex scenes in this movie mm-hmm. happen with bikinis on. Hmm. And I read on IMDb it was because James Nguyen was afraid that the actors and actresses would actually have sex on camera because they were that steamy. Of course. Uh, we'll notice during the halfway uh, sex scene between Rick and Mia that there's a, what was it, um, uh, imaginepeace.com poster in the background. Mm-hmm. And five minutes later, uh, when they're on their double date, uh, Mia's wearing an imaginepeace.com t-shirt. So we're, we're pushing that, whatever that is. Turns out that website is owned by Yoko Ono. And uh, I imagine it's some kind of a... End world hunger kind of a thing or something. Greenpeace. I don't know. I don't really care. Uh, uh, not sure, but the first picture is a wish tree for Yoko Ono. There it is. Uh, they go to the movies on this big double date, and when they come out, Rod has to p- proclaim, That movie kicked ass. An inconvenient truth. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Rick proclaims, Hysterical. I'm going to sell my car and get something more uh, that leaves less of a carbon footprint or whatever. Yeah. Okay there, fun bags. 
And then we get more into the falling in love. We get to meet Natalie's mom, who's a big fat lady. Uh, the they she brings Rod over to meet her, and uh, it's pretty heavy handed with like the Greenpeace stuff, which is fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. Sure. Uh, some kind of a stock option thing. Oh, uh, the software company that Rod works for gets sold, so he cashes in his stock options and creates his own company. Um, Baking. I think he wants to. I think he, but I think at, I think he ultimately ends up pitching some kind of solar idea, solar panel, the company that he actually works for. I that's that could, I you could it. be right. I again, yeah. message not really conveyed very well. Yeah, so. and let's not forget the solar panel panel salesman that showed up at Rod's house. <laughs> And she's like, uh, right there is where we'll put the solar panel. Oh, oh. you mean on top of the roof? Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. That's uh, how much is that going to cost? $20,000. But for you... I'm going to knock $1,000 off. Sounds like a heck okay. of a deal. <laughs> okay, perfect. Oh, God. Salesman of the year. That's what that is right there. He didn't even barter with him. Uh, anyway, so he gets... 10 mil, what was it, 10 million in funding from this random company to make his cost effective uh, environmentally <clears throat> friendly solar panels. Yeah. So good for him. He's all psyched and jazzed. Uh, to celebrate, he's going to take uh, Natalie back to Half Moon Bay for the big pumpkin festival. Uh, they go, uh, they have a great time. Uh, they go to a concert slash. Dance party. Oh, in a in a club. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, the the song was "Party with My Family." <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going oh yeah. We're party the, with my that's family. That's right. It was just like at first it was just them dancing. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden there was like four more people. Right. Just like, but it wasn't like real people. It was like a back of a head <laughs> that was kind of moving, and then like an arm came out on the other side. Watching him try to dance to that song was hysterical. <laughs> I don't think they were listening to music. I think they were listening to that guy sing. I hope they were. I, I think really he was do. there. I think he crooning away. <laughs> he looked great. Whoever that guy was, <laughs> he was in it with his number one single "Party with My Family." Um, <clears throat> and then they go back to the hotel. And they have more bikini sex in which, um, I don't know, he just kind of lays down on top of her and he's got a tank top on and she's got a bikini on. Mm-hmm. Weird. Uh, it's it maybe a Mormon thing. Maybe it was do. cold. It could have been cold. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Look, I'm going to fuck you, but no, we got to. <laughs> Socks and shirt are on. <laughs> I got to keep these shorts on. <laughs> Uh, Can I just poke this out of my thermals? <laughs> That's about as good as it's going to get, sweetie. I'm sorry. Uh, the next morning they wake up and the birdemic, bird apocalypse is underway. Uh, we start off with like a full-on bird assault of just their hotel room where a bunch of screaming, horribly CGI'd eagles mm-hmm. come and um, they just kind of crowd around the, the door of their hotel room. Yeah. Um, this is like duck hunt level CGI. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I love that they're making this chick in her bra and panties like lift mattresses. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> they uh, they barricade the door and the window and then they kind of chill out for a second and the birds all fuck off. So now they're like, okay, let's make a run for it. 
they get out and then they hear the birds coming again. So they run like three or four down, uh, doors down and they jump into somebody else's hotel room. And this is where we're going to meet Ramsey and Becky. Thank goodness they picked Ramsey uh, out of all people because yeah. he's heavily armed. And uh, he's he's military. You could tell because he had a green T-shirt on. So <laughs> That does it. That's all you need, really. <laughs> uh, Becky, probably the hottest chick in this movie, in my opinion. Uh, they're like, hey, what's going on? We don't know. It's birds. And we got to get out of here. And Ramsey's like, I got a van. Okay, let's get in your van. So we got we to gotta arm up first. And this is probably my favorite part of the whole movie. The attack of the coat hanger squad. <laughs> Here, use these coat hangers. We got coat hangers. So they go charging out of the room, swinging coat hangers around like screaming devils. Uh, clearly, there is no... I mean, the CGI birds are there, but the animation is so ridiculous. And these poor actors have no idea... Where they're going to put the CGI birds, or to what degree they're going <laughs> to be random attacking? Swatting. So it's just like a lot of like freestyle kicks and uh, <laughs> you know the coat hanger flapping <laughs> things like that as they make their way to the van and then they get in the van and take off. <clears throat> now at this point in the film, uh, we're supposed to we're supposed to sign off on a full on apocalyptic event. Uh, dead bodies, you know, and this is where we get that big uh, scene that Tony mentioned of like these CGI eagles and random explosions taking place throughout Half Moon Bay and real end of the world type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But every time we <clears throat> cut to our main actors, you can clearly see in the background people nonchalantly going about. Oh, their driving business. up and down the road, well, look, well, shopping at the mart, wondering why people are have cameras over and, there and fake guns, <laughs> of course. <laughs> It's that's probably my favorite part of the whole. There's a lot of favorite parts of this mm-hmm. movie. Um, now, at this point, I'm led to believe, and I could be wrong, that they're like on the road for a couple of days at least. And the only reason I say that is because all of a sudden uh, Rod has like a five o'clock shadow. <laughs> so maybe I don't know, but they're road weary, and they're uh, maybe got, those were like bird feathers. It's, it could be. You know, he probably knocked a few loose. I get that. Sure. Um, now they're, they, they happen upon, uh, like some carnage on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. And as Natalie points out, there's a bunch of dead guys over there. Let's pull over and check on them. So they do that. Uh, there's like a van with a couple of dead ladies, uh, on the, in the driver's seat and passenger seat. And then there's like a sedan with a dead guy, like out by the, the back of the car. And they were clearly kidnappers. Clearly. What the fuck was that kid doing in the trunk? Kid in the trunk. What the hell is going on there? Uh, there's a little girl hiding underneath the van. Uh, they see her and they're like, hey, come on out. We'll, we'll save you. And then they're going through the other guy's car and they hear like a coming from the back. And then he's got a kid in the trunk. We, I think, feel like we need to explore that a little bit, you know? Hey, what were you doing in the trunk, buddy? Oh, this guy grabbed me off the street and threw me in the trunk. Oh, good. Have you seen my parents? Yeah. No, it's never broached upon why he was in the trunk or what the fuck was going on there. Anyway, now we got two kids with us. That's great. Uh, They're a couple of shitbirds. All they do is whine about wanting a happy meal. They're so hungry. Yeah. Uh, Never for a second do they mourn the loss of their parents. No, no. I don't know. 
Well, or, maybe, or kidnappers. Maybe they were kidnapped. They were being trafficked. Yeah. And those were the weird sex abusers. They're just happy to be with somebody else. Yeah, great. You're not going to put anything in my butt. So <laughs> let's get out of here. I'll take my chances against the birds. Uh, they get on down the road. Uh, pretty soon, Becky has to pee, so they pull over. Um, Natalie's like, I'll cover you while you pee. She doesn't even get her pants down, and CGI Eagle just comes screaming across the screen and Becky falls over. Oh my God, she's dead! And then there's like <laughs> fake blood on her shirts. <laughs> so Ramsey comes out and he's like, "Oh no!" And then they get back in the van and leave. Uh, they get on the road a couple blocks, or I don't know, maybe another day or two. There's no real mention of any time. To me, it seemed here. like they were just going up and down the same quarter mile stretch. Yeah, PC, whole PCH movie. it looked like. Yeah. Uh, here comes a double-decker bus with a bunch of people on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramsey's like, we gotta save them! And they're like, no! Like, what, what if that was Natalie in there? So they run out with, uh, you got like an AR-15 and a random pistol and they start shooting at the birds. Never mind the fact that the birds are right in front of the bus. So there's a good chance you're going to shoot some people in there. Well, they're all very well trained Absolutely. with firearms. Yeah, of course. Most of the time when they pull the trigger, the the gun does the, like it doesn't. Yeah, there's you know no I muzzle mean? flash. The CGI doesn't quite match the movement. So <laughs> yeah. there's that. Uh, they get inside the bus and they're trying to get everybody out. Um, everybody, nobody wants to get off the bus though. And to be honest. You can't fit all those people in your shitty Aerostar van. Yeah. So we didn't think this through very well. Not that it matters. Isn't one vehicle just as good as the yeah, other? Yeah, why don't we just stay on the bus and we'll drive the bus from now on? Whatever. Whatever, man. This is Birdemic. <laughs> so they get, uh, Ramsey gets like five or six people outside of the bus and then a bird shits on them and they all melt. Sort of. They all scream and fall down and then they've got red stuff on their face. Oh. Is really what, what hmm. I got. Boy, I didn't remember that. Uh, I don't know. I remember they died. Yeah. And and they were pretty much to blame for all of their deaths. Yeah. I don't know if it was shit or one of the birds got shot and maybe it was bird blood that got on them. No clue. Uh, it doesn't matter. You it sure you don't want to rewatch it? Doesn't it doesn't fucking matter, Jason. <laughs> uh, so now everybody's, no, Ramsey, crap. Uh, so then they just drive off. And now we're down to um, uh, Rod, Natalie, and these two kids. So they're getting hungry. They pull into a gas station. They run into a gas station. All the labels on every product in the gas station have been blurred out. It's like they were walking into a dream or something. <laughs> what is going on? Am I am I losing my eyesight all of a sudden? Uh, the kids are like, I want candy. Give me some candy. And then uh, Rod goes to pay for the gas. And the poor guy behind the counter pr- probably actually worked at that gas station. Gas, uh, $100 gallon. You pay or no more gas for you. So he's like, oh, that's a ripoff. All right, here's my card. All right, so now they're out there pumping gas. They got a bunch of junk food. They hear the eagle screaming, so they take off again. Mm -hmm. They get, I don't know, another mile or two down the road, and they spot a creek. There's a creek. We can get fresh water. So they jump out with their giant sack of empty water bottles to fill it up. And here comes this weird random hippie. First he's like uh, stalk, like Michael Myers style stalking him. And then Rod's like, I got a gun. You get out here. So he comes down and he's like, hey, what's going on, bros? 
And it's like an old white guy, but he's got like a long ponytail wig. It's clearly a wig. Oh, right? clearly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I stay here in the trees. I'm their protector. I protect the trees from uh, bark beetles and, uh, you know, and global warming because the we're not getting the rainfall and now they're all dying and the bark beetles are coming back. We get this whole diatribe about how global warming is killing off trees because the bark beetles are supposed to die off, but they don't because it's words. not cold. It's <laughs> not cold words. enough in words and logic and science and things. And he's like, okay, well, I got to get back in my tree house. And they're like, okay, okay but, oh, yeah, I hear a mountain lion. Rawr, <laughs> The sound effects of this movie. Tip top. Tell you what. <laughs> every time the, the birds attacked, rear, 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 rear. It sounded like a like a whole bunch of cats. <laughs> like it was it just the way it overlapped. Oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, the Foley artists on but this were very it, great. On top of it. Uh they take off again. Uh more like half-assed dead guys laying around. Uh they get to another place like somewhere up the coast. <clears throat> they pull over for a second and there's an old guy on a bridge. Hey, there's an old guy on that bridge. So they walk over there and start talking to the old guy. Turns out he's a fucking horticulturist or something. Ornithologist. Whatever the hell. <laughs> he's got an N95 mask on. He's like, stay away. These dead birds are contagious. They're contaminated. And they're like, oh, shit. All right. Uh, but then he goes and talks to him at the rest stop. And he basically explains that it's all pollution and that's the cause of it because the birds were starving. So now they're attacking people. And birds are nor- not normally aggressive, but um, Barrett, Dad, he, he writes the whole thing off to bird flu virus, which I think is kind of an oxymoron in a weird way, because if you have the flu, the flu virus, the f- yeah. bird flu virus, so. all right, buddy. He's like, I got a gun. Sounds I'll- legit. Yeah. I got a gun. I'll be fine. So, okay, great. So we just left the old guy there at the rest stop <laughs> and took off down the beach. They get to a beach. Uh, they get attacked by birds one more time. But then something, I think there was like a weird sound that went off. And all the birds just flew off over the ocean. Uh <laughs> Do you, it was at the same moment where they decided to go fishing. Yes, they found <laughs> suddenly they find a uh, cooking a uh, camping stove and a fishing pole in the mm-hmm. back of the van that they I, I think have been in for months at this point. It seems like <laughs> a while uh, at very least. I don't know, but they're oh we'll catch some fish and then the kids are complaining about having to eat seaweed and. Uh, Birds attack. And then that little asshole kid, he says, oh, seaweed, it's so nutritious and really good tasting. I love it. And then five seconds later, they cook up a batch of seaweed, and he's like, I don't want that. It's disgusting. I want a Happy Meal. (laughs) Yeah, Happy Meal. And then the birds just fly off over the ocean and end credits. Yeah. There you have it, Jason. Yep. Birdemic. Makes sense. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Do you think this is the worst movie ever made? No. Okay. Again, I still say Skinnamarink is a worse movie. Uh, Skinnamarink, this has redeemable quality. Okay. It makes me laugh. Sure. Uh, it's ridiculous. It didn't give me a headache. Skinnamarink gave me a headache. Um, yeah, I still say Skinnamarink is the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay. 
Uh, this, while I say it's not a good movie by any stretch of the imagination, uh, it does have those redeemable qualities. Do you think it's so bad it's good? You, you would have you got to cut some of that dead time out of there, man. <laughs> if so, then yeah, um, I think so. Here's here's why I I'm never going to watch this movie again. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I do, it'll be with a riff track on. It would sure. have to be with a riff track or with a, a group of friends. Oh or yeah, I've got to be hammered for this yeah. one. Um, the only reason I think this falls into the so bad it's number one, it is terrible on so many levels. Number two. You can tell that the people involved actually took this seriously. Mm-hmm. And clearly, they had no idea what the end product was going to look like. Uh, if they did, they probably would have uh, walked Here's away. Here's your money back. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Put this somewhere else because, I don't know, maybe get a job at I'm the post I'm going back office. to Jiffy Lube. Yeah. <laughs> but huh. if, this, if this is genuinely a heart felt message movie which i feel uh, which i think that was the intent sure you really suck at buying into your own propaganda because (laughs) the majority of the time you're cruising around in a gas automobile man that's true uh probably three or four of them if the birds have already started to cause like uh communication downage if you're probably getting electrical outages sure good luck with your ev yeah um you know, they wasted so much water. They wasted that poor fucking fish they caught on the shore. Um, the the one kid, like, he specifically wrote in that kid saying that the seaweed is so good and healthy and yeah. stuff. And then he turns around and has the same kid say it's terrible. Yeah. Like, you're you're killing your own message. I I think that there wasn't a lot of actual writing that happened here. I think it, a lot, there was a lot of... Uh, you guys just go over there and have a conversation and, you know, I don't know, talk about the food or whatever. Okay. And this is what we got. That, right. That's the only thing I could surmise. Because if you actually wrote this, somebody at some point would have to read it. And if they did, they would be like, uh, you said here that he really likes seaweed, but over here he's complaining about how, how bad it tastes. Yeah. So there's that. I don't know, man. I can't speak... For James Nguyen on what the hell went, went, what even happened here? You know what I'm saying? I'll let you know. I'm I'm curious, and I hope he's got some good excuses lined up. He won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'm thinking there. I'm kind of assuming here. Uh, maybe there's going to be a language issue. Could be, or maybe English is his native his native language. So maybe that's why. Like the million dollar thing yeah. and just some of the weird sentences that were that were kind of scripted. Uh, I don't think that was the actors fucking up. I think they were, spe- you know, re- Little reading straight for off the script. It could be. And I think maybe there was a, a writing issue. <laughs> There's a lot of issues, man. <laughs> what, what scene in this movie gave you the biggest laugh? Uh, the coat hanger scene is great. The coat hanger squad. Watching buddy. those guys try to punch... <laughs> At nothing, you know. At, Not even at, knowing which direction. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? What, are they coming from underneath you? Because you're like dropping elbows on it. And then you're coming up here with the coat hanger. In the meantime, they've CGI'd the birds like 12 feet above them. So what are you doing, man? Yeah, that that was hilarious. Uh, watching that chick 
try to assist flipping a mattress yeah. while in her skivvies. Yeah. Uh, just the awkwardness of it. Oh, yeah. Um, is a bit funny. <laughs> it, like the big the big photo shoot that she got. Oh, boy. The, the establishing shot was a one-hour photo. Yeah. It's a photo development yes. place. Yeah, no, it's not even a place that takes pictures. No, there is no photography happening. Yeah, they could have the, just at least said glamour shots. <laughs> something, I could you have know? bought that. Or better yet, just you know, have her pick up the phone. Hey, I'm at the studio. I got to go. I can't talk. Bye. And then do it. Mm-hmm. You don't need that establishing shot of a one-hour photo, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> oh, my God. Tony, how dare you? Actually, I'm glad. I'm glad we did this. It actually gave us something to talk about here. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Uh, that's uh, let's take us a little break there, Harold. We'll come back it. with some other stuff, huh? Yep. Yeah. 
inmates. If you like what you hear, head over to the Padded Room Facebook group and support us through the patron link with a small monthly donation. Check out the T-Villain link at paddedroom.podbean.com and grab some t-shirts. Thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. And we are back. Jason, what do you think would be your number one weapon of choice during a bird apocalypse? Coat hanger. Proven weapon. Totally. (laughs) Tennis racket, man. That's (laughs) what I say. Go with a tennis racket or maybe a, well, you don't want a A, snow A badminton racket. Badminton would be better because yeah. then you could just single-handed it. Yep. You know? <laughs> nice and lightweight. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> Really? I mean, I, th- I feel like a leaf blower would fuck him up pretty good. Uh, maybe just, I don't know, stay in a house. Maybe a cat. Get a fucking cat. <laughs> chuck cats at him. <laughs> just throw cats at him. <laughs> yeah, don't go outside. Unless they go all Alfred Hitchcock on you and start coming through the chimney and that shit. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, good cat. Take care of that. But don't go sit on the beach and fish. Don't do that. Don't go outside, man. Give it a moment. There was no mention in that movie of them going home at all. (laughs) No. No. They got their crappy crappy Astro van and they're just out there. And they're also kidnappers at this point. Exactly. Well... (laughs) They, I guess, thwarted the kidnappers in a weird... I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm done talking about Birdemic, Jason. Are you ready to get into this week's meat hook? You betcha. Let's do it. Three on a meat hook. This week's meat hook. <clears throat> Top three, or I guess I should say bottom three, horror movies that we hate. Yep. Hit me with number three, JJ. And there is a difference between movies you hate versus movies that suck. There is. Uh, so I had a tie for number three, but if I got to pick one... Uh-huh. I will say the American remake of Martyrs. That is my number three, you motherfucker. Is it really? Yes. Uh, I had that as a tie with the remake of Cabin Fever. Okay. But I I hate both of them for the exact same reason. What? What's the, well, You give me your reason first. They're unnecessary. And if you're going to try to remake something that's got a really solid foundation... You either need to do the same damn thing, mm-hmm. uh, or you really need to bring something new to it. Okay. All they did was diminish each one of those properties. Um, Cabin Fever was terrible. I remember not. I, but I, Martyrs just, they they took away some of the oomph. They took all the bite out of it. Right. And that is that was my biggest problem. That's what makes the movie. That's the selling point of the French Martyrs. Yes. Is that you have about... 18 and a half seconds of calm at the beginning of the movie. And from that point forward, it's just nonstop brutalization. Yeah. In the American version, um, you have like 18 seconds of brutalization. Mm -hmm. The rest is this girl (laughs) on girl love story with like a sideline of abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, that I would, I, I feel like the Americanizations of foreign films are either screaming hot or ice cold. Take The Ring, for example. Mm-hmm. I've watched Ringu a couple of times. There is a lot that's lost on me just because 
Japanese culture. I get that. Uh, but watching the American version, it's creepy. It's atmospheric. It has that whole uh, Pacific Northwest vibe to mm-hmm. it. I think the Americanization in that particular instance is better. It was on again, yet yet again, Pluto today. And there I was, watching it again. Yeah. Every time it's on, I, I will watch at least some of it. Sure. It's always solid. Yeah. Uh, Martyrs, though, just soulless. Yeah. I don't. I don't understand. We we can make brutal movies here in the United States. Yeah, and we even have the blueprint for one right here with Martyrs. Mm-hmm. Why would you remove? I mean, I get wanting to add like a little extra story to it. Maybe put a little more of a backdrop to it. Yeah, but you're diminishing the, that. You need what that. really gives you the punch. That is all that that movie is really. All right, how about number two, big guy? Number two. I think it is Nightmare on Elm Street, the final nightmare. But whatever Nightmare on Elm Street had the retarded-ass Nintendo sequence and the Wizard of Oz thing. That was Freddy's Dead. Okay, there we go. (laughs) That was pretty dumb. It's fucking stupid. Uh, And that's why I can't stand those movies to begin with. But that one. Yeah. That one took it to a whole other level. That was the... I mean, we were so far down the stand-up comedy rabbit hole. We... I think we'd all just decided that Freddy Krueger wasn't scary anymore, so let's make him some kind of a... He used a power glove, for goodness sakes. Yeah, he did. He did that. That (sighs) happened, Jason. He was also riding a broom around outside. Ah, fuck, I know. God, I should have gave it number one. Uh, I mean, that one did have the 3D gimmick, which was kind of cool. Yeah, but not till the end. That's true. And it did attempt... To bring the pre-Freddy Krueger, Freddy Krueger to life. Tried to get tried to get more into his backstory. Didn't make a lot of sense. Well, not when he turns into freaking Shimp from Three Stooges. <laughs> it's true. Um, not even one of the good Stooges. But I mean, the part where you get your kid taken away by CPS, so you go and kill all of this, basically every kid in the neighborhood. Why not just get try and get your kid back? I mean, that makes more sense, right? I don't know, man. How about parenting? Well, I think what they wanted, they want, I think Wes Craven had originally wanted him to be a child molester, Uh but they were always afraid to cross that bridge. Yeah. So this is what they came up with. At this point, we basically turned him into a cartoon character. What do you expect? Completely ridiculous. I agree. I agree. So stupid. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just sitting here seething now. (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. I get that. What you got? My number two, the Day of the Dead remake from 2006. Okay. This is bad (laughs) on so many levels. First off, Nick Nick Cannon is a terrible human being and a racist and uh, a subpar rapper, a even uh, a big zero as a stand-up comedian. He is a game show host at best. Acting, no, not since Drumline. And that was when he was still kind of a... (laughs) Kind of a cute kid kind of a deal. Before yeah. he started making his opinions known. Um, Mina Savari, I guess it did okay in this one. But you can't... This has nothing to do with the original Day of the Dead. I haven't seen it. It's I, terrible. I, I just picked it up on like a combo DVD. It's terrible. Don't watch it. It's just going to... Well, I mean, you weren't a big fan of the original Day of the Dead, right? Correct. So you might be actually be okay with this. Um, even still, the the, the only possible tie-in to the original is that there is a Captain Rhodes in this one. This time he's played by Ving Rhames, 
Which for a second you think, okay, maybe this ties into the Dawn of the Dead remake. Right. Because he was, uh, I forget the, the officer's name, but he mentioned having a brother at an army base. So maybe that no, that doesn't go anywhere. No. Uh, instead, what we have is zombies that can jump over buildings, <laughs> climb walls, um, a whole lot of like weird tunnel crawling bullshit. Mm-hmm. Ah, God, man. I'm mad at this movie, not specifically because it was supposed to be a Day of the Dead remake, or even because um, it's just a bad zombie movie. I'm mad at this movie because of what they did to the zombie. You can't turn the zombies into Marvel superheroes, dude. You know? <clears throat> Why fuck with a winning formula? Make them slow. Make them fast if you want. I'm down with that. Uh, but when they're, like, all of a sudden flying around and doing, like, parkour and shit, <laughs> get the fuck out of here with that. I say uh, Day of the Dead. How about number one, big guy? Number one. <clears throat> Uh, the most recent uh, iteration of Black Christmas. Oh, God. I forgot all about that one. Oh, boy. It's bad. No, I agree with you. It is bad. Not a redeemable quality one. It is nothing more than... Posturing. Oh. That's all it is. Just agenda pushing. I mean, beat your head. Beat, yeah. beat it over your head level. Yeah. I mean, it's so, so offensive on so many levels. The, the main problem... And I, not a horror not even... That, not even remotely a horror no, movie. No, that's what I was going to say. Number one, nothing to do with either the original Bob Clark classic, Black Christmas, or that 2009 remake, which actually looks pretty good after watching this one. <laughs> Number, my other problem is that they just gave up. You know what I mean? At some point, whoever wrote that said, okay, I'm going to make a Black Christmas. I'll put in a little, you know, patriarchy, whatever... Uh, uh, toxic masculinity, sure. Mm-hmm. At some point in the in the writing process, they just pushed all the horror movie off the table and just slammed home the uh, the messaging. Yeah, and it's bad, man. It's real bad. Even without the messaging, it's bad. You know, if you can, if there's like an like a not so heavy handed cut of the movie, yeah, I'm sure it, it's still going to be bad. It would still be terrible. There, yeah, because there's nothing there. Le- there's nothing left. Even if it wasn't supposed to be a Black Christmas mo- or a Black Christmas redo, mm-hmm. if they had just called it like uh, I don't know, uh, Christmas on Campus or sure. Fucked right. Up Christmas or something yeah. like that, it would still be bad, man. Yeah, it's I think uh, trying to drop the the remake label on it makes it worse in a way because you go in there with some kind of an expectation, yeah, for and sure. then they wipe wipe your wipe their ass with it. Thank you very much for that, for wiping your ass. We paid theater prices for it, too. I am so glad I didn't do that. (laughs) Uh, There was a report. Our friend Jen Jen Wexler, who is the director of The Ranger, uh, she went and saw it at the premiere. She said somebody was so mad they actually got up in the theater and punched the screen. Maybe they saw a bird flying. (laughs) (laughs) One of those bird-dimic birds. My number one, yep. you already know, it's Diary of the Dead. I did know. It's terrible, man. And it is so disappointing. There is so... You're making a... I'm, I don't want to go off on a rant here, but you're attempting to make a found footage movie. He broke so many of the found footage rules that it's disgusting. Um, you can't have music, like ambient music throughout the movie. Um you have to acknowledge the camera, which they periodically completely forget about. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue is ridiculous. The in and outs of the different characters is ridiculous. Um, 
the part the one that really chapped my ass was when they run into the street gang and uh the gang leader is like fuck you bitch i'll fucking kill you and then the the 90 pound college girl is like we're not gonna leave until you give us our supplies okay yeah go ahead <laughs> what the fuck man yeah how stupid do you think we are you know? Quite a bit. Obviously. <laughs> and me, being the dipshit that I am, ran out and bought this on DVD the night that it came out. Because I was so excited about a Romero zombie movie. Sure. And what I got is this horse shit. There is no, rede- there is no redeeming quality. What would you think of Land of the Dead? Nominally better than Diary of the Dead. Still pretty crappy. But you were still that hopeful. Um, yeah, I would say so. Because what they promised in Land of the Dead... The only redeeming characters in Diary of the Dead are the, is the little army squad that robs them, mm-hmm. I feel like. And Survival of the Dead took off with them. So I thought, okay, maybe maybe George read his own reviews. So you hated Survival of the Dead. I did, but not as much as Diary of the Dead. Now, Diary came after Survival and no. Land, right? No, Survival was the last one. Okay. Before that was Diary. Before that was Land. <laughs> All right. Land of the Dead... Ah, not my favorite, but I really like that truck yeah. that they drove around mm-hmm. in. I thought that was badass. Mm-hmm. Um, survival of the Dead. What are we doing here? We want to train the zombies to eat animals, <laughs> namely horses. And we go to this weird Civil War island, Irish island, which is apparently... Off- all right, get back to the <laughs> All diary. right, all right, you're right. I'm going off on a rant. Uh, that is, oh, did uh, Sarah have a meat hook for this one? Boy, does she ever. Oh, okay, I'm interested. And we've got, uh, we've got some. It's uh, 42 on a meat hook. <laughs> Ooh, no, you've got three, but okay. I think you're definitely going to, you're not going to know what to think about okay, this, Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. <clears throat> Prepare to be offended. I'm offended. Number three, the roost. <laughs> what? This is a movie that Darian... I love that movie. Highly recommended it. I dig it. Loaned it to us. We didn't have the most positive... Clearly. (laughs) ...response to it. Didn't respond well to the roost. Uh, And again, I'll read it just like she sent it to me. Okay. Number two. The fucking piece of shit 2019 Black Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm with her on that one. Yeah. Now, right here at her number one. Uh Uh-huh gonna offend <laughs> an american werewolf in london oh wow <laughs> how dare you she loathes that really mm-hmm. what does she hate so much about that one uh she says it's she says everything she literally says everything everything she thinks it's boring wow uh <clears throat> i have my own issues with it yeah mostly the comedy okay um but she and I completely different opinions when it comes to uh, the werewolf itself. Okay. She thinks it looks retarded. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's like the best werewolf ever. Her favorite werewolf is in Trick or Treat. Okay. I get that. And it does look good. It look does. Good. It just looks a bit animatronic. Yeah. I get, I get that. Uh, but she still uh, argues that the best werewolf in movies to date has been in Twilight. Okay. Well, there goes her credibility. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Bye, Sarah. But she does say that. Uh, She did have an honorable mention of The Shining. Wow! (laughs) And the original It. Both overhyped 100% and just not good at all. Don't get the fan following. They are shit. Um, 
Well, she's wrong about The Shining, so we can <laughs> just pretend that never happened. I kind of get where she's coming from with the original It. And I think it has a lot to do with um, – we we give it a lot of credit just for nostalgia, I think. Um, See, and I I never watched it like, during its heyday. Yeah. I didn't watch it until probably I think it was um, nine years ago. Okay. And – Boy, not, it doesn't hold that up. That is not my speed, no, man. No, and it's uh, that's that's what I don't get about these Stephen King made for movie extravaganzas, these nine hour opuses. You yeah. know, they're always made for TV, which means like the 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 brutality and the darkness that you get from a Stephen King book just gets crumpled up and thrown out the window. Yeah, and then those graphics there at the end, the the, the spider, spider thing. Yeah, yeah that's pretty, a, that's a whole rough. thing. <laughs> It looked like a uh, something you'd find in a Disneyland ride that your <laughs> your car would go under as yeah. it's. <laughs> I don't know, man. I get it. Right on, inmates. We would like to know what your least favorite uh, three horror movies are, or as you put it, most hated. Most hated. Uh, the mental health hotline is area code seven seven five three eight seven zero two seven five, or get us on the regular old email, the padded room two thousand eleven at hotmail dot com. But now, my friends. We have to tell you what movies we got to watch this week in a little segment called What Are You Looking At? What are you looking at? Uh, how about Burial from 2022, Jason? This one just popped up on Shudder. Uh, more of a action-adventure situation. Basically, a squad of Russian commandos are trying to... They've recovered Hitler's body uh-huh. at the end of World War II, and they're trying to get it out of Germany before the Germans can get it. So um, there's like guerrilla fighters chasing them, and it kind of goes into weird predator mode there huh. for a bit. Uh, not a bad show. Um, Doesn't sound like a horror movie. Not really. More, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I would say more action adventure style. Mm-hmm. Not a bad show either way. Watched that. Watched uh, Spoonful of Sugar, also from 2022. Also just hit Shutter. Yeah. This one is a bit of a, uh, uh, what I would call a flip-de-doo. You didn't log either of these in your letterbox. I did. I didn't see them. No. Oh, huh. I think I did. Okay. I'll double check. Uh, Maybe I'm not looking at your feed the right way. Maybe. Spoonful of sugar. You got a mentally unstable babysitter that keeps herself high on LSD and keeps has to look after a super allergenic kid. Okay. There is a lot of weird sex stuff going on here. Uh, Too bad she's not, instead of LSD, too bad it's not like ecstasy or something. It could be. We, I, it's never mentioned what the drug is. She yeah. just puts a medicine dropper on her tongue, and then she kind of goes off into, mm-hmm. does a lot of baiting. A lot of masturbating in this yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of things going on with the mom and the dad, too. Uh, interesting. Of course, shit gets fucked up in the end, and sure. a lot of things go, go wrong. Lastly, heinous acts. Anus acts? Anus. <laughs> I just like saying anus uh, from 2014. This one's a low-budget anthology. Uh, kind of cool concept. It's got kind of a true crime vibe to it. 
basically these two janitors are cleaning out a police evidence locker and as they're going through they're like oh look at this this one's got a story about a guy and his mom and so that's it's low budget as shit but the you know the concept is pretty solid i thought that's all i'm looking at big guy what do you got well after birdemic the very next day i rewatched the birds okay that's a good one um it's been decades at this point since i've seen it i think it holds up <clears throat> it did yeah it actually did um little i mean i guess it was i was a little disappointed that there was never really any uh explanation right um and then you know the the birds are still just flying around and shit at, at the very end yeah. when they go driving off yeah but no and incredibly the the visuals hold up really yeah. good yeah I mean, especially coming off the heels of fucking Birdemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it held up really, really well. I agree. Uh, I was really impressed. Actually, I was surprisingly impressed. Okay. Uh, I bought and watched. I had no knowledge of this. You have uh, some knowledge of it. Betwixt Now and Sunrise. Yeah. Formerly known as Twixt. Twixt. Yeah. Uh, not great. No. And I guess this is some kind of like uh, definitive edition. Francis Ford Coppola, um, very odd. Yeah, uh, some really interesting stylistic choices. It's very ambitious. Uh, is definitely the word that I would choose for it, and I just think it fails on most of its attempts. I remember watching it and thinking this could have been something really cool, but I don't know. It just kind of hangs out like in this small town true crime situation but i don't don't. it really has like some sin city vibes yeah yeah stylistically and and just tonally even yeah um and then uh, there's like on the special features there's like a 50 minute documentary wow um I'm not willing to. <laughs> After watching the movie, I, I don't need any explanation. Uh, rewatched, uh, not horror, but uh, rewatching the John Wick movies. Getting, Very cool. Getting ready for part four to come nice. out. Very nice. And uh, that's it. Right on. That's what we're looking at. How about some immersion therapy, Mr. Harold? Let's go. You ready to get sledgehammered? Boy, am I. <laughs> yes, you are. Immersion therapy. Now, there was a good TV show, Sledgehammer. Sledgehammer. I remember that so one. So good. That crazy cop with all of his booby traps in his apartment. That's great. Uh, this movie, not so good. No. It is. This is from the um, shot on video era of the 1980s. This is when filmmakers discovered that they could bypass Hollywood completely, mm-hmm. make a movie, Press it to VCR or VHS and get it in the mom and pop video store all within the space of like a month and a half. And this is the byproduct. Sledgehammer. I will say it had occasional pretty good music. Sure. Um, Let's see. I'll say it even had an occasional good visual. Other than that, this movie is terrible. Uh, the, the, the main thing, what the hell were they shooting on, man? It looked like somebody smeared Vaseline all over the camera lens. <laughs> Why would everything have to be so fuzzy? 
You know, yeah, I, I, I assume it has something to do with the film, but Jesus, man, I don't um, know. It so remember, I text, I texted you tonight. I had forgotten it was Tuesday, and I said I may be a little late because yeah. I was just now. I was only like ten, fifteen minutes into the movie, and I thought I would be late <clears throat> getting here. I wanted to make yeah. sure to watch it. Well, since I kept clicking forward, <laughs> forward, 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 I shaved off. Just with fast forwarding yeah. through it, probably a good twenty minutes. All you missed because there's so much boring sequences. Oh, yeah, I was going to say all you missed was party montages. Yeah, there's so many boring sequences. Like there's so much BMX riding. Yeah, uh, some a little dab of parkour in there. One of the worst fake elevators I've ever seen. Yeah, there at the end. Yeah, um, yeah, not good. A lot of uh, food fight. A lot of food fight. It is just. Pure silly. It's uh, the, the gymnasium stuff was probably the best part. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Um, and that's just because of such little clothing. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of weird stuff going on, dude. I felt like this wanted to be Evil Dead, but somehow took a weird, adulterous turn. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where the little boy po- popped up at the end in the mask. You know, and he's got his little toy hammer. Yeah, yeah. What are you? What, I guess, Wasn't that him in his youth? I think so. Yeah, I get. I have to assume. I don't know, but I, I, I can't. I don't know. Oh, well, man. there's no story here. There, well, kids go to a, a fucking like an Airbnb or somebody's cottage, and then they get killed by what I think is a vengeful ghost, or it could be a crazed maniac with a sledgehammer. The only reason I say vengeful ghost is because it seemed like he was teleporting but that may have just been a continuity issue because he would like chase somebody and then he'd show up they'd like run and slam the door but then he'd show up on the other side of the door behind him Mm, didn't notice yeah i just didn't i guess i didn't need to find find logic in that pay that much attention because there had been no logic up to that point (laughs) i get it it's silly man it's a ridiculous movie uh your immersion therapy for this week we got to get out of this funk jason it's been, we spent a whole week with Birdemic and Sledgehammer. Your immersion therapy for this week is going to be Megan from hey. 2022. Uh, this one is streaming on Peacock. It stars Allison Williams and Violet McGraw. Check Look that shit out. Look at this guy watching Check something that shit out. relatively fresh. Sure, inmates. I, I'm doing it on Jason Harrell's <laughs> uh, specific recommendation. Um, while you're checking that out, I guess it's time to educate me, Mr. Harrell. Educating Miss Monica. First, my clues from last week. Well, I'm a drug dealer, and uh, my big payoff went south, so I decided to stab the guy at the carnival inside the weird haunted pushcart thing, uh, left his body in there and made off with his drugs, kidnapped the magician and his daughter, and now I'm holding them hostage in their own mansion. Cthulhu Mansion. Dun, dun, dun. There is no Cthulhu in this movie. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Why did they go that route? I don't know. They, I think... Uh, Just trying to... Make some money. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll sucker some Lovecraft nerds in here. Yeah, Put Cthulhu we'll, in there. We'll get the two 
200 at max Cthulhu fans out there. Here we are, ready to go. Who might I be this week, you ask? Well, Jason, um, I am a bit of a rapist. Yeah, boy. Rapist. And my so is my brother. And uh, we live in a shanty out in the woods. And, uh, you know, we like to... We're, uh, I like to think that there's more to us than just rape and murder. Sometimes we like to put little skits on. And uh, my mother is there also. She's got to oversee the skits. Sure. You know, she keeps us trained and fed. And um, hygiene is is a thing. It's a bit of a problem. Issue. It's an issue, yeah. But, you, you know, you live in a shanty in the woods. That's what's going to happen. Uh, good news. Uh, a weird college reunion with uh, four or five chicks just rolled into the woods here. Better get my raping shoes on because it's time to go to work. <laughs> Who might I be, you ask? We do ask. Tune in next week and I'll drop some knowledge on you, inmates. In the meantime, I think that's about going to do it for us. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. Join us next week for Velocipastor. What do you think? Better or worse than Birdemic? I think I will end up enjoying parts of Birdemic more. <laughs> Velocipastor just has sci-fi original written on it really sounds like asylum yeah some shit this Uh, this sounds like it was because there's some there's magic to trying to make good and failing epically like the room or birdemic and then just coming out with deliberate silliness crap that's where it usually fails yeah and i feel like that's where we may be headed next week i look forward to finding out loss of pastor Uh, like, comment, subscribe wherever you found this show, inmates. That helps our visibility quite a bit. Uh, we do have a Patreon campaign running. Presently, the month of May is up for grabs. $5 donation gets you control of the month, as well as, the, as, well as a padded room t-shirt and a travel mug. In the meantime, you got anything else, big dog? That's it for me. Alrighty. For Velocipastors, Bird Flu Viruses. <laughs> coat hanger squads and the padded room podcast i'm afraid visiting hours are over bye